Hello, guys. This is the NTT 20 betting show. This is Ali Maxwell with me, George Ellick. We're hoping that for some of you, this is the sound of the start of your weekend. We're really hammering that as a slogan. I was thinking it could also be the start of the sound of your weekend. Some of you will listen to this on Saturday morning and over the weekend, you will hear a lot of sounds and maybe this could be the first of them. Uh, thanks for joining us as ever. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by the Skybet EFL Rewards app. And boy, George, in the month of December. Boy, are... George. <laughs> What's he got to do with it? Boy, George uses the Skybet EFL Rewards app to play the predictor, George, because he wants to win £1,000 <laughs> for being the best predictor each week. Talk me through it. Yeah, I mean, you and I aren't covering ourselves with glory, but every single game week, midweek... Hold on, hold and... on. Covering ourselves with glory or covering ourselves in glory? In glory. Okay, you said with. I'm absolutely covered with glory right now. You always are. Um, yeah, the, the Skybet EFL Rewards app is a must-have anyway, but throughout December, they are giving us as fans the opportunity to win £1,000. It's free to enter. You enter the predictor game. Um, you try and predict all the home win, draw, or away win results for each of the games in a league. And if you top, if you come top, if you get the most predictions correct, you get a bag of sand, a grand, a thousand pounds. I am not close to winning on on recent no, no, form. Four out of twelve for me last weekend. Four out of twelve for you as well. So I don't think we are necessarily threatening the scorers. But I'm absolutely positive that someone listening to this has got a, you know, a 9 out of 12 in them, maybe a 10. Surely that's the, uh, surely that's the winning total. Um, I said last week that I'm just desperate at some point over the month of December to have an NTT20 listener win this £1,000 because if us or our listeners can't win this, then I don't know who can. Um, <laughs> so please keep going. It's the Skybet EFL Rewards app. It's the predictor, which is free to play. And as George says, £1,000 up for grabs every game week in December. So get involved ahead of this weekend. Uh, couldn't take, well, it couldn't be easier, basically. I was going to say it couldn't take less time, but that's probably <laughs> that's probably a lie. Um, as George said, you just enter 12 results. It's so easy. Um, and the top of the leaderboard will win £1,000. There will be a prize draw for any ties at the top. Uh, and this is running from the 1st of December until the 29th of December. Cash rewards courtesy of Skybet. 18 and over only, please. Uh, further terms and conditions apply, which you can see on the Skybet Rewards app itself. This podcast is for over 18s only, of course. We're talking about betting. That comes with substantial risks. Please make sure that if you're listening to this, please make sure if you're thinking of having a bet this weekend that you understand the risks that come with gambling. Head to begambleaware.org for more details. And please do not bet more than you can afford to lose. As for our picks last week, they were slightly better than previous weeks. The double nap winner is the headline, really. Yes. Just a, just a one-niller for Forest Green, but a, mm. a, a win nonetheless. Very, very welcome that. You also had an impressive Blackpool draw-no-bet winner at Fleetwood and, sadly, a Borough draw-no-bet loser. And your long shot, bit of a sickener, I think, this one. Carlisle minus yeah, one. They won one-nil. And they had 20 shots, of which nine were on target, six shots for Bradford, all of them off target. So that was, um, well, a little like... Good some value of, loser. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, off the post, like some of Carlisle's shots. Uh, whereas I didn't get up to a huge amount. Huddersfield, QPR, over 2.5 goals. It was 2-0 after 39 minutes uh, and nothing to get us over the 2.5. Luke Norris, 
did start through the middle, as we thought he might do for Colu against Grimsby. They won 2-1, but he didn't bag. And nor did former Colu centre-back. Now of Stevenage, Luke Prosser, my centre-back first goal scorer pick, did not score first. So we go again this weekend. We haven't got a double nap, but I think we've got a double next best. Before, we, before we get to that, George Ellick, what is your nap? What's your best bet this weekend? Pompey at 11 to 10 away at Ipswich. Um, these odds are, of course, with Skybet. I sounds sad about that. Well, because <laughs> it bites on first glance, it's probably quite a skinny price, isn't it? You know, like 11 to 10, Pompey away from home, Ipswich on the back of a 2 1 win at Plymouth to end their poor run. But I'm just not really buying any of it. I basically think that Ipswich is still pretty atrocious um you know you think back to the Plymouth game they were one nil down well into that one and it was just a complete brain fart from Danny Mayer that um caused the uh you know they led to him getting a red card and changed the game it was a massive bailout for Paul Lambert because they were poor again their home form has been woeful in recent weeks you know even when they were winning games consistently at home the fans were telling us the performances were poor Normally, when performances are poor but results are being picked up, um, it will revert, and that's what happened. They lost consecutive home games to nil against Hull and Charlton. And in Portsmouth, they come up against a side who are, in my opinion, at least as good as those two. Mm. Um, Pompey's away form as well this season has been pretty good. Last time on the road, they were beaten 1-0 by Blackpool, but any listeners to the podcast will know that I don't think there's any shame in being beaten by Blackpool at the moment. They picked up lots of convincing away wins already. They beat Sunderland and Lincoln. Uh, not many teams beating Lincoln this season. Mm. Um, they won both of those games 3-1. They put four past Burton at Burton. So they're, they're decent travellers. And it, it feels like they're a side kind of coming into their form even more now. Last last seen beating Posh with minimal fuss 2-0. It kind of reminded me that that game and that result of the reverse fixture towards the back end of last season where posh just swept the floor with Pompey and it was kind of a sign that they were the better of the two I think the roles were reversed here and we saw just how good uh, Pompey can be um, they've got course, so many different goal threats uh, you know clearly running Curtis is back in some decent nick as well but you add to that harness you add to that Marquis Tom Naylor scoring a brilliant goal from the weekend from midfield they're just a better team um, and even though they are I mean it boggles my mind that they played both played 16 points and Pompey have picked up a point less than Ipswich but you know the odds themselves tell a better story of the two teams than than, than the league table Pompey are the better side they're the more likely winners and I think there's still just a little bit of value there at odds against my nap is Accrington Stanley in league one this Who weekend they are 5-4, to 2.25 if you prefer the decimals, uh, and they are playing against Wigan. Now, uh, I desperately do try to avoid regurgitating things on different podcasts. We do record the Totally Football League show Extra Time in the morning on Thursdays, and we record this show in the afternoon on Thursdays. And where possible, I don't like to talk about the same games, and I certainly don't like to repeat myself. But this stemmed from previewing this game on the Totally Football League show Extra Time, which I only did because I realised that this is the first time Accrington and Wigan have ever played each other in the league, which I think is just a magnificent reflection on our footballing pyramid. Um, and basically, as I was just putting together my notes to preview that, not even in a punting sense, I just couldn't get away from the fact that I felt very strongly that Accrington will win this game. And it's basically turned into 
I mean, as much as a nap can be stronger than any other naps, probably my strongest nap of the season, which could be exciting or concerning, depending on your point of view. Um, they are the form team in League One, Accrington. No getting away from that. Seven wins, two draws, one defeat in their last 10 games. They're seventh in the League One table. They've got the third best points per game uh, score. No, that's the wrong word. They've got the third best points per game record, if you will, in the <laughs> division. Uh, they played three games less than Posh, Pompey and Ipswich, and they're only a couple of points behind those groups, that group of teams. So based on what they have done in the games they have played, they've been one of the best teams in the league this season. And one of my theories, thinking about this Accrington side and looking into it and looking into some performance metrics and the squad and the system, is that I think the busy schedule might be helping teams whose system is quite basic is the wrong word but I guess what I mean is at neither extreme so we've seen a lot of teams who are who are very defensive in their mindset and who some some of them play very direct football as a sort of consequence of that and those mm. teams can be very difficult to beat at times and if you're not absolutely on your game they can beat you on any given day but I think that that has also not been a consistent way of winning football matches this season nor has the other end of the spectrum the very process-based teams, the very possession-based teams, it strikes me that they are struggling a little bit for consistency as well. And I think there's a, there's a type of team of which Accrington are one who have quite repeatable systems that aren't at either extreme, by which I mean that Accrington, they don't have a lot of possession in their games, but if you watch them attack, they don't just pump it forward either. They're not a direct side. They play when they have the ball, but they don't desperately need it, if you know what I mean. Mm. They're also out of possession. They don't waste a lot of energy pressing high up the pitch. They've got a pretty solid structure, but by no means do they sit uber deep and like play a, this crazy low block and a really defensive mindset. Like they're just middle of the road in, in almost all of the different sort of strategies. And it's, and it's kind of working because within that, they've clearly got a lot of players who are loving playing for Accrington Stanley, a lot of them playing at the highest level they've played before and developing um, as you would expect players who are, who are young and playing at, the, at this level for the first time to do. Um, Charles and Bishop up top are offering a, a very varied threat as a front two. The delivery from wide areas has generally been pretty good. And you've got two of three central midfielders arriving late uh, and causing a threat. Uh, Russell on loan from Chelsea, we've seen a few times. They take, weirdly, the most long shots in the league per game, Accrington, which slightly concerns me, but also the most shots from inside the six-yard box per game. Uh, which massively excites me. So <laughs> I, I just think that there's a consistency, a repeatableness, as I keep saying, it's definitely my word of the month at the moment, to Accrington's play, which is serving them really well and bodes well here. They're playing a Wigan side who got an incredible win at the Stadium of Light. And I don't know, George, how much of an impact that would have on this price, you know, had they lost 2-0 to Sunderland. You know, would Accrington be a lot shorter for this? I'm not sure. But I was surprised to see Accrington at the price they were. They only had one shot all game. Wigan scored it and defended, um, you know, pretty resolutely um, mm. for that win. I obviously am very hopeful of a swift, positive outcome in terms of Wigan's ownership. I'm hoping that we might hear some news on that next week. Uh, I know that they've had some stuff to sort out, but hopefully can move forward with that. But putting sentiment aside when it comes to a punt, I mean, this is a team that's lost 10 of the of 15 games this season taken the fewest shots on target in the league. They've faced the most. They've lost the XG in 13 of their 15 games and often by quite a large margin. So just consistently the inferior team in league games. 
And I don't think Accrington will give Wigan much chance to thrive this weekend. So for Wigan to, to upset me here, I think they'll need to produce their best performance of the season or have another essentially really lucky outcome. So Accrington, my nap at, uh, what was it, 5-4 to four, uh, this weekend. Quite excited about that one. What about double next best? Double next best. Do you want to lead or shall I? Why don't you lead? And then I'll see if I can fill in any gaps, which I'm sure there won't be. This is what worked quite well last week with Forest Green. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say who it is, and I'll start with the opposition. Then you can maybe pick up on the on the team we're backing. Okay, it's it's Newport County away at Leighton Orient at six to five. Another away team, at, you know, just a, a a bit of odds against. Um, and a lot of this is down to Orient, who I'm starting to fear for. I think this it's also starting to be reflected in the prices now as well. But Orient went through a pretty good run of form. You know, they won three games on the bounce against Port Vale, Bradford and Harrogate. But in those games, there was there was some alarm bells ringing data-wise. Mm. And anybody who'd been paying attention to that wouldn't have been so surprised to see there was a kind of a, a big old punt on Scunthorpe on the, on the weekend. I think Scunthorpe came in from about nine to four to almost going off favourite, about 13 to eight, six to four. And they duly obliged. Although, of course, Danny Johnson's missed penalty was the turning point in that game. Mm. Um, but they're not, you know, they were running very hot. Um, they're not a kind of upper half side orient in my view. And they're coming up against a, a Newport team who continue to pretty cosily beat the poorest teams in this division. You know, we saw them in midweek, um, dispense of, of Grimsby pretty comfortably. My only slight concern is the fact that they've played midweek, um, it's maybe not ideal. You know, you, you, I think you like it when you're backing the team who's had the extra time's rest. But um, it's just a classic case of if these two teams play to form, if Newport put in the kind of performance we were used to seeing from them and Leighton Orient don't step it up and continue, you know, with what we've seen in the past with their downward trend in terms of performances and results, then uh, then this should be pretty cushy for the away side. Yeah, I'll just add a couple of little bits and bobs on the Orient overperformance. DJ has 13 non-penalty goals, George. Now, his expected goals number on Scout is 7.86. That in itself would be an, an amazing overperformance. But that number includes two penalties that he's missed this season. <laughs> so his, his real XG or non-penalty XG number is more like six and a half and he scored 13 goals. So an unbelievable season of finishing from him at the moment. Um, and Connor Wilkinson, nine goals from 4.1 expected as well. So of course there's, you know, of course there's a, a, an extent to which these are very good finishers, finishers at the level. Um, but I think it's unlikely that they'd continue to outperform in that, in that manner. Um, and so I think for both of us, the thinking is that this team needs to start creating better chances more often or, or risk a bit of a drop-off. Um, also with Orient, they're ninth, but they've only played four of the teams above them, four of the top eight. They've lost three of those and drawn one. Um, so for for the sake of this bet, we're kind of hoping that suggests there's a level of, of team in this league that they're simply not as good as. And, and mm. Newport, with their incredible record this season, 11 wins in 16, um, they've already got a seven-point gap to fourth and an 11-point gap to to those outside the playoffs in eighth and below. So the, I guess the only main concern for me, apart from the midweek game, albeit quite a comfortable and, and simple one where they were 2-0 up in the first half and were fairly comfortable to win that one uh, Newport. The other concern is all the late goals they've been scoring and, and how sustainable that is. 
Uh, eight goals in the last 10 minutes of games this season, five of them to win matches. Now, is that a side that maintain their performance until the end while their opposition tire, that gets stronger even in in those um, last periods of the game? Is this a side that has the beautiful intangibles needed um, in this league and in order to put together winning runs like this, you know, mentality, belief, a knack for winning, all of those things that are, are hard to measure, but people do seem to think you can kind of pick them out with the eye test. It, it looks good in that sense. We can't say for sure, but as a Newport backer, I guess that would be another concern at the moment um, that maybe they've had their fill of late, late goals. The, the other thing that really uh, excites me here is the set piece chat because Newport, according to Fox Punter data, uh, create the highest expected goals per game in the league from set pieces. Uh, and Orient concede the fourth highest expected goals um, when defending corners. So Brendan Cooper will be licking his lips here. Um, <laughs> the Swansea Loney, who has already won us uh, a bit of each way money on this pod this season and is uh, 33 to 1 to score first with the each way terms, which is quite exciting. Uh, so that's our double NB, uh, double nap last week with Forrest Green, a winner. And now Newport against Orient this week. Uh, what's your next option for us? Yeah, up to the championship, I'm backing Brentford to do the business against Nottingham Forest. Um, I, I can't imagine this is going to be a game full of goals, really. Two sides, well, <clears throat> aside from Brentford, who are very good defensively and don't score plenty, but seem to normally get the goal they need to win the game, although they didn't um, against Derby last night. But I can't imagine they're probably going to go two games without firing. And then Nottingham Forest, who are struggling to score, but also kind of struggling to keep the ball out as well. Um, what does that add up to? Probably the team um, who are the better of the two are putting the ball in the back of the net, winning the game. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still a bit miffed by Brentford. Um, you know, we're certainly seeing a drop off in terms of kind of goal activity of certain players. Brian and Bomo being a really key example. I'd have been amazed if you told me that Brentford would be, you know, up in, well, only six points off top spot and then amongst the the top six, top seven mm. with Mbomo not really getting going at all. Um, there is quite clearly a, a, a hefty reliance on Tony for those goals. Um, but I still think the Forest are in a really bad spot at the moment. And, you know, they were unable to resist defeat away at Norwich uh, in midweek again. Um, I think they're going to struggle to score here against the Brentford side who are so comfortable um, out of possession, it's not going to really fit Nor Nottingham Forest's style anyway because they're going to probably enjoy more of the ball than they'd really like. Uh, and especially if Brentford take an early lead, it just feels like this could be one which is very, very easy for them to see out. So at 11 to 10, Brentford is my third pick. Okay, mine is uh, something a bit new. It's a double and it's at uh, 3.24 is the decimal price. And it is in the championship... Because I'm just I'm just a bit scared of backing teams in the championship on the one by two at the moment. It just I don't know. I've, I've really lost my confidence when it gives comes you the willies to, when it comes to picking winners in in uh, in the Lord's second tier. So I'm glad that in um, Skybet EFL reward predictor terms, I'm very much in League Two predicting the results there. Gives me a much better chance of winning, I think. But um, I am going in the championship with a couple of goals bets, and it's a double over two point five goals in Norwich against Blackburn. And BTTS in Bournemouth versus Huddersfield. These are both around, uh, well, yeah, 3.24, the, the, the double. Uh, firstly, with Norwich and Blackburn, 
I just I think of this and I just think goals. I can't get away from it really. Uh, mm. Black Blackburn uh, have hit over two point five goals in two thirds of their games this season. I think the one thing we know about Blackburn is that their their movement and their creativity in the final third is is very very good uh, compared to the majority of teams. They've got a striker who is very 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 good in Adam Armstrong, <laughs> and Harvey Elliott is just looking unbelievable at the moment as well. Now, we know it's also not always translating into wins. I noticed that they're favourites for this game, even though they haven't beaten anyone in the top half of the table yet, uh, losing five and drawing three. So I thought the prices were a bit peculiar, but I was, as I said, I'm kind of scared off backing Norwich uh, in case I'm missing something. Norwich have got a couple of players back from injury from when we last spoke about them. Pookie's back, Campwell's back as well. Um, so a bit more positive going forward for them. And their XG numbers are just a brilliant that they're exactly what you want to see when you're backing over 2.5 because not only are they creating a ton of chances but i mean at the back just in terms of expected goals conceded they are horrendous last eight last eight matches uh the worst in the division um so you know they've obviously been picking up quite a lot of results but you can see that they are looking pretty leaky and and confident that blackburn can take advantage of that certainly confident that norwich can uh, can put together a fair few chances against blackburn so i'm expecting an exciting game over 2.5 goals and btts in bournemouth huddersfield uh, the first thing to say is i'm very confident of bournemouth being able to find and exploit gaps in in huddersfield's back line which is definitely a weak spot for them um so i'm i'm kind of looking at this more from a position of thinking that that Huddersfield will be the ones that need to score to to bank this. Uh, and I think they can have some good opportunities themselves. I would expect Bournemouth to have the majority of the, the pressure in this game, but I think their defence can be got at. And definitely Huddersfield, if there's one thing we've seen this season that seems pretty consistent, it's that when they're on the break, um, they've got the guys who can pass the ball forward, uh, certainly in Iting and Hogg. Um, and they've created a ton of chances, mostly by getting Karoma isolated one-on-one with the right-back. Horrendous news, as we've been recording this pod, is that Karoma is out injured uh, for a few months now, which is terrible, oh, God. terrible news for Huddersfield. Um, the fact that Mbenza has been on very good form gives me hope, um, and I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm basically, in my head, I'm just backing Huddersfield to score here because I'm so confident that Bournemouth will. Uh, the double over 2.5 in Norwich. Blackburn, BTTS in Bournemouth, Huddersfield. Let's talk some long shots. We haven't got one of these up for a while, so no pressure. Centre-back first goal scorer pick for me, Ali. Sorry? Centre-back first goal scorer pick for Uh, me. Didn't talk about this beforehand, so somewhat... somewhat Getting on your patch, all over your patch. Treading on my toes. Yes. Okay, well, I mean, you talk me through it and then I'll decide if I'm happy or unhappy. It's in Wickham against Coventry. Yeah, I'm happy. It's a Wickham player as well. Wickham are not creating a great deal of chances from open play. It's not a massive surprise. They're keeping it pretty tight defensively, but generally from open play, they're not scoring too many. Coventry have massively improved defensively in the last few weeks. It feels to me this is a game where chances might be few and far between and set pieces are going to play a massive part. We know, although they haven't necessarily shown it this season, that Gareth Ainsworth's sides are very, very capable from set pieces. We also know that in Joe Jacobson, they have one of the best um, in the business at actually you know, putting the ball into the box. So the player I'm going for is Josh Knight at 40-1. to 1. Nice. Because he is someone who, you know, he's playing centre-back at the moment. 
he's having a fair few shots. I think he's had 12 or 13 shots already this season without scoring a goal. He scored three goals in his loan spell at Peterborough last season. So he's clearly a set-piece threat anyway. Mm. He, had, he had two shots against Barnsley in midweek. It feels to me like they're trending away from, you know, if you think of last season, it was mainly Darius Charles who was the target from set pieces. He's not playing. And it feels to me like Knight is is the focal point for these corner balls and, the you know, this means of attacking for them. So Stuart jo- missed out in midweek as well, didn't play. Knight, mm. Knight was playing centre-back with Jack Grimmer. So if, yeah. you, if you're going to aim for one of them from a it has set, to be Knight. it's probably going to be Knight. <clears throat> so Knight, I'm, I know I'm treading on your turf here. I find it absolutely hilarious if I do one of these and get it up straight away. Um, but Josh Knight is my centre-back first goal scorer pick each way at 40 to 1. I cannot tell you how... Not hilarious. I would find that. <laughs> I'm actually really concerned. I mean, uh, what would be also quite funny and quite annoying is if Ostergaard scores for Coventry because uh, <laughs> he certainly got picked once or twice early on in the season, mostly thanks to tip-off from Cobb fans who were like, this kid just throws his head at everything and at some point it's going to go in. Uh, and then he did score, didn't he? Was it on the weekend or maybe mm. uh, yeah, last weekend? A couple of my former picks did score. So thrilled for them. Um, I've also got one and I can't take any credit for this at all. Uh, this was well, this. This is a tip off. Uh, exactly what I want to see in the not the top 20 DMs um, was Smokey Tim Robbo. Tim Robinson, Crew Alexandra fan. Uh, he's just slid in there and he's been thinking about the weekend and I'm thrilled about it. He said, "He said, just a quick one. Have a look at the goal that Hughes scored for Burton against Crew on Saturday. So I did. Header from a corner. And the goal that John Akinde scored against Crew for Gillingham not long ago. So I did. Header from across. And then look at Crew's next game, Northampton Town. If you really care to, which I did, take yourself back to Northampton 4, Crew 1 from last season when Curls lot were 3-0 up in 20 minutes from a series of set pieces. Scott Wharton scored two in the first 18 minutes. Really enjoyed watching that back. What I'm trying to say is, said Smokey Tim, is that I suspect Keith Curl is right at this very moment moving magnetic colour blocks round on a board or drawing lines on a flip chart, all of which result in one of their man-mountain centre-halves opening the scoring on Saturday with a back-post header from a set piece after <laughs> after some naughty holding that will be missed by the referee. Uh, and he said, I won't be on as a crew fan, um, but I thought I'd flag it up, basically. And, nice. I mean, I couldn't have been happier, not only because everything kind of made sense from what he said, um, I would always suggest that for a Northampton side playing against a, a side like Crew, their best chance of scoring, their best chance of nicking a goal, because let's be clear, I think Crew will dominate possession in this game and are the, and are very strong favourites to win, is by trying to take advantage of a something of a, a an advantage in physicality and height. Um, and if Crew have shown a little weakness recently, which they have done, um, that certainly does feel like you know even if you just think of the Crew players that they have. Um, there's not a ton of height all over the pitch. Perry and G uh, is pretty athletic as a right back, but he is suspended at the moment. Uh, so good chance for Northampton to put balls into the box. I watched a lot of Northampton set pieces this morning and mate, they've been doing it where like the goal, there's been a few occasions where the goalie has had a free kick, like just outside the box maybe because there's been an offside and one of the centre-backs has gone up for it, has like gone up. And the keeper's just launching it, trying to launch it into the opposition box, which I'm all for for this bet. So we had to look at who to back. And I mean, exciting prices, I have to say. Kean Bolger, 55 to 1. 
first goal scorer. Uh, Horseful, Fraser Horseful, also 55 to 1 with each way terms. And I mean, I watched a lot of Northampton corners to try and dissect them. I looked at the Y Scout numbers. They're pretty similar in terms of how many opportunities opportunities they've had this season. Based on the video, I'm a Bolger backer. Um, I think that he, <laughs> even though Horsfall has the slightly better aerial win percentage, I think Bolger's the one. He just seems to want it that bit more, George, and that's what we're after here. Um, he, he scored last uh, last week, or he scored in their win against Fleetwood anyway. But 55 to one, still being priced up at, so the the bookie's still not running scared of Kian. Uh, so I'm going with Bolger at 55 to one as my pick here. With huge thanks to Tim Robinson, I won't be claiming any credit. Uh, for the idea if Bolger scores first and we bank a winner here, but I will be taking the credit for um, opening it up to the floor. So there you go. Going to let you go now, George, but after I do, I'm going to need you to head straight onto the Skybet EFL Rewards app and enter your predictions for the weekend. Just remind me and the listener why on earth we would do that for very good reason is the answer because we want to win a thousand pounds ali and because it's an unbelievably good app um yeah not to mention all the stuff we've spoken about before where you know if you check in when you're watching your team on the app which many people can do from the stadiums now which is incredible mm. um you might well you will have a chance of winning a signed shirt or free i follow passes on the spinner but, but crucially the key message here for the betting show is enter the predictor game. It is for every single round of fixtures, both midweek and weekend. You predict every single game from a certain league, home win, draw or away win. And if you get the most right, free entry, £1,000. We think we know what we're talking about. Both got four out of 12 last week. You guys definitely know what you're talking about. And it's time for you to... To put your thoughts down on the Predictor app, completely free to play, but £1,000 for le numero uno at the end of each game week. So do get involved. There'll be a prize draw if in case of a tie at the top. Cash rewards are courtesy of Skybet. Selected fixtures from the 1st of December till the 29th of December. You have to be 18 over to play the Predictor and further T's and C's do apply. But thank you to the Skybet EFL Rewards app for their sponsorship of this podcast. Get involved. We'll see you guys at the top of the leaderboard. Um, before we go, George, please recap your bets for those with their pens at the ready and their knives out. Um, so the nap was Portsmouth at Ipswich, next best Newport uh, at Leighton Orient, then Bees uh, away at Forest and the long shot, Josh Knight, score first for Wickham Wanderers each way. Accrington Stanley to beat Wigan, my nap at five to four. Uh, Newport as well, a double NB this week, trying to follow up that double nap. Uh, my double is over 2.5 in Norwich, Blackburn and BTTS in Bournemouth, Huddersfield. And my long shot, um, as suggested by a crew fan, Tim Robinson, is Kian Bolger to score first, 55 to 1. I'll be taking the each way places so that I get a third of that price if he scores any time. Uh, as discussed, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Crew um, can cause a lot of damage to the, the Northampton back line. But all we need is one set piece, George. And as we know, Northampton will pump it in from anywhere. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Hope you have a smashing weekend. And if you happen to listen to this before 7.45 on Thursday night, please make sure you watch our live stream streamed on our YouTube channel with Danny Cowley and Paul Cook. We're just going to have a natter, really. We're going to pass on some of your questions to them, um, but we're hoping just to have a really nice chat with them. Um, you can watch it live, and we hope that you would, but you'll be able to watch it back as well. So if you listen to this on a Friday or a Saturday, 
if this is the start of the sound of your weekend, uh, then you can head to our YouTube channel and you'll be able to watch it back as well. Uh, thanks for your support this week. Monday pod went down really well. So thank you guys for sharing all of that. And um, we'll talk again early next week. Oh,